What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Antler Up podcast. We are on episode 83. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Jeremy with Fit to Hunt. And Jeremy's from the state of Missouri. And with this season fast approaching, he shares some good information on goal setting and the importance of it. He also talks about how he is training individuals directly and remotely with his brand Fit to Hunt and how he's getting them ready for the 2021 season. Lastly, he shares some hunting stories and how he's getting his Missouri property ready for this fall. We sure hope you enjoy this one. And if you do, make sure you follow his channel on Instagram, Fit to Hunt. So sit back, enjoy this fun episode. Antler up. Before we get into this episode, I want to share with you a few discount codes that will help you save some money and get ready for the upcoming hunting season. The Elk Collective is the virtual elk hunting resource with tons of videos and information to get you ready to chase elk this upcoming season. Use code podcast and save $30 today at the elkcollective.com. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly innovative and science-based products that saves the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. New things are on the horizon, so use code ANTLERUP to save 25% off your Spartan Forge membership at spartanforge.ai. And some quick housekeeping things before we get into the episode. We'll be hosting a tethered teach and train tour event August 22nd at the West Branch Sportsman's Club from 2 to 6 p.m. This time frame of the event is free, so just go on and sign up at tetherednation.com. Also, there's a link in this episode bio, so click that, sign up, come hang out with us, try to win some gear, see what Tether's all about. Also, before that event, before the teach and train tour event happens, we are... I'm, we aren't, but West Branch Sportsman's Club will be having a 3D shoot, which is about $10 per person. I believe that starts around nine o'clock. So come shoot some foam, have some fun, get in the harness, get some food, uh, have a good day, see what Tethered is all about. Welcome back to a new episode of the Antler Up podcast. And we are joined on the other line with Jeremy from Fit to Hunt. Jeremy, man, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Doing fantastic, man. Thank you for having us. I, I could honestly say I don't know many Jeremy's, so that's that's it's pretty cool. I, I liked how uh, we started reaching out and talking to each other, and you're yeah. like, hey, I'm, I'm yeah. Jeremy as well, so that's it's uh-huh. always cool, man. I always say it's, it's got to be double the awesome, man. Yeah. Say, I don't run too many either. No, no, that's that's great. Well, Jeremy, like, where are you coming from, man? I, I love your stuff. I like what you got going on looking through your social media and your website is awesome. You know, tell us who you are on mm-hmm. the side note. And then after you do that, let's get into what Fit to Hunt is as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, born and raised in Missouri, you know, uh, more of the southern part until I graduated college. And at that time you know, late nineties, early two thousands, you know, small town America did not have a lot of opportunity from a personal training or coaching standpoint. So I did what a lot of people did and that's headed to, you know, what I would describe the big city for us, which was St. Louis. And that's where I've been ever since. So, you know, what I've done throughout my career is I've worked in uh, cardiac rehab. I've worked in adult fitness. I've worked in sports performance, um, have managed, have coached and, I would say that probably, you know, so it's always funny. I always have to do the math. So I'm in the 24th year 
of doing this. So it it flies fast. But then when you look back at, at all the stuff that I've learned and many apologies to the clients that I worked with 24 years ago, because, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. And and it's such an evolution, but now, now what we've done, and and I shouldn't say what we've done, we actually started fit to hunt in the nooks and crannies, uh, in December of 2014, you know, we decided I was looking at the outdoor industry, most specifically was watching TV and I kept seeing these commercials for, wilderness athlete. And I got the premise quickly, you know, outdoor supplement company that's really catered to these type of hunts that, that were, you know, very physically challenging. And I thought to myself, all right, so I love, I love hunting and obviously fitness and wellness is part of my career. So I called a buddy of mine and actually a friend of mine who I had interviewed for another position as an exercise physiologist, Nick Lape, who's our, who's our head strength and conditioning coach. And we met at uh, the, the Booter Bow Range, MDC Ram Bow Range, on a Sunday afternoon, and we shot a few arrows, and I said, all right, I have this idea, and I'd like to know if you're, you're on board. And it didn't take too much for him to, to do that. So, you know, if you fast forward over, you know, the last, you know, five, six, seven years, it has grown in the sense that, you know, we, we put in what we put in because we all have full-time jobs. We all are doing other stuff, but now it's starting to, in the last few years, start to, to, to gravitate to, we're pulling clients, you know, out of East coast, the South, uh, just talked to a new, a new client yesterday up in Oregon, who's got uh-huh. an elk hunt coming up. And so what's happened is, uh, as a very small entity, we're starting to, and, and I appreciate you, your compliment on the social. We work really hard at that because ultimately our deal is going to be a little different. And I, and, and I think with you and your background in physical education could under, could appreciate this. The idea also spawned from a buddy of mine who is a golf specific fitness instructor. Right. And so when I was talking to him one day, I was in the gym um, and, you know, again, I've been training clients for, we still train our five K's and weight loss and stuff like that too. But he, he had trained this guy forever. And I said, uh, one day I said, you know, that guy hasn't changed his body type in the entire time I've watched you train him. And I said, what's his deal? And he said, I get him to come to the gym because by doing this training, he's hitting the ball further than his, his buddies. And that's, that keeps him coming back. What he doesn't understand is that we're also talking about nutrition. We're working on, you know, just stress management. We are working on other aspects of health, like diabetes management, you know, keeping his weight maintained. So really what he was doing in the guise of golf specific performance was getting this guy to exercise. Mm-hmm. So if you pay close attention to our social, you're going to see a theme that isn't just about how many burpees you can do or how, uh, how fast you can run a 5k. It's going to entail all areas of wellness. So that's family life. That's going to be occupational. It's going to be spiritual. It's going to be economic or financial because here's what we've learned all these things intertwine. And if something's out of balance, then you're out of balance. And a lot of times that's why people do not stick to their, to their exercise and their fitness or whatever you want to describe it. So by making this a business that is family friendly, 
that has some deep core values, you know, uh, America first, Second Amendment, you know, the things that we that we hold dear to our hearts. And then we're helping. I had a, a, a text thread going last night with a client. You know, he's loving the programming. He's local, but we still do online programming. It just works for him. Right. And I said, and I, and I, and I try to say this very carefully because I'm not trying to insinuate that you're not this already, but you stick with this and you're going to be a better friend, a better father, better husband, because you're going to be in better shape. You're going to have more discipline. You're going to have uh, a better outlook on how to balance. And so we're, we're working when we coach you, we aren't just talking about eat this and lift that. I mean, it's truly, I've got clients right now, believe it or not, that are doing other workout programs that come to us because of the mental game that, yeah. that goes into it. So coaching is not personal training. Coaching is coaching and it can certainly entail those things but that's what's been the evolution of what we've done jeremy is uh we we've taken this from here's some programs that could make you better at what you do and we've grown it now to be if you want to kind of do it on your own we have a a product for that if you want to have a customized program we've got a product for that and if you want the coaching aspect the cadillac if you will we've mm-hmm. got a, a, that or hey don't buy anything from us but just follow us and listen and learn you know you can go to our youtube you can go to our facebook or our instagram doesn't matter we put content out there that hopefully is resonating with people because at the end of the day and this was this was the coolest thing ever i ran into a guy at a local farm store in Southeast Missouri on Saturday afternoon that I've not seen with the high school with him. Haven't seen him in gosh, at least 25 years. And the first thing he said to me was, man, I follow your stuff and I'm always scrolling through there and I'm not, you know, I'm not a big hunter, but man, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. That's all I need. That's all I need right there to know that we're impacting people with a message. So it's, it's cool. It's real cool. Out of that answer and out of everything you just said, what I love is, you know, your why, you know, you know <clears throat> yeah. why you're doing this, you know, why you have the people around you doing that. And it's really important. And I think, you know, but right before we hit record, how I'd said to you, I do want to dive into talking about goals. And mm-hmm. uh, that is the one thing, uh, you know, being a health and physical education teacher, being a, uh, a baseball coach and just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a father and a husband and a friend and, mm-hmm. you know, you name it, all that stuff, a son and man, like what people don't realize as you get older and as you have family and you get rolling, like the, the importance that you have to have as far as that mental health goes and, yeah. you know, not to be, you know, to be syrupy and, you know, like a Debbie <laughs> Downer or anything, but it is, it, it plays a role. And, and I see that too, even for myself, like when I'm doing good, it's because I have all facets clicking, right? You have yeah, yeah, family yeah. life is going good. Friends are going good. You know, work's going good. I'm working out. I'm doing yeah. those things. And man, I know that's the one thing like I, I love at least having that opportunity. Like I have a gym in my garage. If I don't get mm-hmm. out there at least, you know, if I don't take the dog, if, if I'm not strength training or doing some type of like workout like that, if I don't take the dog out for at least a three mile walk that day or a mm-hmm. hike or do something like that, I'm off. <laughs> like, right. Right. I, you, right. You know what I mean? And it may not, it could be, and I don't mean that I'm off in the sense of like I'm mad or I'm angry, but sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes I am, sometimes I'm a little edgy. Right. Yeah, you know, right. but 
it is important. And I think, you know, having a, a friend that you haven't seen in so long and uh, other individuals reach out, like you said, you got someone from Oregon and people from South, mm-hmm. you know, that's really neat. And that's what I, like, I want you to talk about how has Fit to Hunt evolved? Because like you said, you've been doing it five to seven years now. Yeah. And you, you, as anybody should know, especially the fitness world, you know, it's always evolving. It's always, you know, <laughs> what you may have told someone, your first client back seven years ago to be preparing for a hunt or just, you know, mm-hmm. for anything, it's, it could be the total opposite right now. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. so how has fit to hunt evolved over that time? I think there's maybe two or three things that's really happened that has really kind of pulled the, 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 the veil back, if you will, in terms of what we need to do. Um, first and foremost is consistency. Mm-hmm. Now that's not really talking about the evolution of what we're doing, but just like with an exercise plan, man, if you just go out and do a body weight squat, a push up, and a dumbbell row, and you do that three days a week over the course of 10 weeks, you're going to get a result. All right. And that's consistency. Now, can it get better? Absolutely. You could do a lot more than that. But when people say, what should I do? I don't know what it kind of comes down to, well, what are you willing to do? And can you be consistent with it? So from a business perspective, I think that's the same thing is that even when we were and, and shoot, we'll still put YouTube videos out there that gets like, you know, no views whatsoever, but you, 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 you're consistent. Okay. That's number one. I think number two, and again, it goes the same with business and it goes the same with our client bases is systems that are streamlined systems that, um, are always being looked at, you know, even in my, in, cause I work full-time for a nonprofit and I'm always using the phrase even better if so like if we do something and it doesn't work super well, well, can we look at it from a perspective of what could we have done better? Not that what we did over here was awful or terrible, but even better if so that's kind of what we're looking at right there. Um, same thing with our clients. You know, my big epiphany this year when training my uh, elk hunters or moose hunters or whatnot, is I said, okay, when you go out and you're shooting your bow, or you go out and you're doing your weighted hikes. When we check in, report back to me. So when you're hiking, are you feeling low back pain? Are you feeling like you're leaning to the left? When you're shooting, are you drawing with you know relative ease? Or after about 20 arrows, are you struggling? That is the information that's going to allow me to make your program even better. Yes, it's feedback. So that's, I think, number two is, is looking at what we do from a systematic standpoint and always, always looking at it from a... Uh, Uh, How can we make it better? Now, the third thing, and I don't mean this to be controversial by any stretch of the imagination, but we are in the day and age of the, of the influencer. Everybody's got a promo code. Shoot. We got promo codes, but I think there's a happy balance between how much am I pushing from a product perspective or a service perspective or branding perspective with stuff that I may or may not even know about versus sticking to our core values and the people and the businesses that we that we uh, believe in. So like if you see us representing a company or a business or a service, it wasn't a situation to where they called us up and said, Hey, we're going to pay you X amount. Now let me time out here. That's how the outdoor industry works. Okay. There are no professional hunters. We are all representing, you know, t-shirts or hats or, or bows. I get it. Totally understand it. But you know, without naming, and I won't name names, we have had been approached by several companies to make switches with stuff that we represent. And uh, it, even though it may have been more lucrative for us, 
the relationships that we have, the belief in the product that we have, the understanding that this is a big picture play. And that if we continue to be consistent in helping these companies accomplish their goals, same thing with the client, you help enough people accomplish what they want to accomplish. And you will, I think it's a Zig Ziglar quote, you help them accomplish it and ultimately you will get what you want. And there's, there's so much truth to that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there, the third aspect is trying to, for me, block out the noise of what other people are doing or claiming. Um, you know, again, we're a family friendly company, can't talk, not saying you won't ever see social media with our shirts off or something like that, but that's not really our brand. Our brand isn't to come after you with, you know, ripped up abs and whatnot, because what I've learned over the course of my career that works for a small population, meaning it will impress them, but it also turns off a lot of the population that may look at you and say, I could never be that. So I'm just going to continue to mire in my, my, my being overweight or my, my diabetes or whatever the case might be. So sure. We may not be the, the flashiest. I mean, Nick is a power lifter. Nick is by far, you know, and, and now I'm not saying he's, you know, big old tub of goo, but he's power lifter. Okay. He's yeah. not going to walk out to the beach and take a shirt off and be just ripped Adonis out there. That's not what he's after, but by God, he can hang stands and drag deer with the best of them easily. Right. I mean, so that's kind of what we're after. If you want that, that's great. If you don't want that, that's okay too. What do you want? What's your why on this one? Right. And so that's really from a business perspective, Jeremy, what we've tried to do is, is stay consistent with our, with our branding and the branding has evolved. We went through a rebrand about a year ago and that's really when things took off. So, you know, stay consistent, um, uh, work on our systems. And then, like I said, stay, stay true to who we are, but also try to evolve what we're doing without listening to, to everything that's going on because my goodness oh, instagram alone oh, can yeah. be just can be it can be overwhelming so oh, yeah, big time. that's that's what we're doing what's awesome is within the last couple of years and obviously there's big time hunters and influencers mm -hmm. that put it on the map i, I don't want to say put it on the map but you know really brought it to light for a lot of people yeah. that really didn't think about how fitness does play a role mm -hmm. you know i've obviously people have been going out chasing elk for since the dawn of time and, uh -huh. and hunts. But, you know, obviously you have the likes of Cam Haynes and other people like uh -huh. that, that are just, right. you know, going out there and doing all, you know, crazy fitness stuff, you know, how, how has, and that's how, like you said, you're like, huh, you saw the wilderness athlete, you know, promotion, mm -hmm. you know, outdoor supplement company. And, you know, now there's a bunch of those too. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of fascinating because, you know, I used to, my, my personal training uh, certificate is, is long, past I, I i didn't keep up with it just because of what teaching and everything and coaching sure i love dimitri obviously is not here today because he's still on vacation but being a physical mm -hmm. therapist and and we had preston ward on from utah a couple shows ago and we had him on for the second time and you know i think if you could get in on a niche you know and, and mm -hmm. you do a good job and you believe in your core values and you stick to them like you said you're gonna have people you know, be involved mm -hmm. with, with what you're doing. And that's awesome. I love hearing that just because I know how hard first off personal training really is, it you know, is. and yeah. you know, especially right now when you do have influencers, like you could just look online and just see some, you know, <clears throat> guy or gal with, you know, ripped up abs and big booties and this and that, and they're mm -hmm. selling their booty program, 10 week mm -hmm. program. And this guy's gets ready, you know, and people will buy those and it's just, you know, there's nothing, involved with that other than just paying them the X amount of dollars for that program. And I like that That's you right. do offer that opportunity for the clients that do just want that, 
But then yeah. you also have the ability to get that coaching, get that one-on-one, get the online stuff. And I think that's really important. And it, it makes people really believe in, in themselves because they feel like you, obviously you're believing in them because they come mm-hmm. to you, you know, mm-hmm. so you're going to give them all. And that's, that's something that I always took very serious whenever I did have a, like work with clients and youth population, just because of obviously yeah. being a teacher and an aspiring teacher at the time too, you know, just because of, Hey, they really want to make a change. They're there for a particular maybe sport or activity, or like you said, just trying to do something to better themselves. And I don't know, I, I think it's really, really neat and kudos to you for, for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, man. Well, let's keep it rolling. I like, uh, what has been the number one thing, I guess, that you get asked maybe from the hunting standpoint, like, do, is it more of like, I'm going on that backcountry hunt or is it that I just need to, I'm for whitetail, just cause I know, like you said, from Missouri, I'm sure your background mm-hmm. is mainly chasing the whitetail and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. So what, what is your bread and butter, I guess you can say of, or what you deal most, mostly with for, for, uh, outdoor or hunters themselves? It's a good question. And I think the, one of the biggest challenges that we run into is because there are so many types of hunting is where does the value get placed in doing something like this? So I've got a client right now I'm training and this is his third straight year. And it's interesting. I've trained, I've trained this guy for, uh, I guess a decade now and trained him on his very first archery elk hunt. And believe it, I, I knew nothing at that point. It was just like, yeah, bench press squat, do this. So, you know, with him, he, uh, he's, 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 a uh, just a diehard elk guy. He is uh, a duck hunter. He's a whitetail hunter, um, a little on the Turkey. He didn't, he didn't care so much for the turkeys, but he'll do it. And what I was learning from him and that's where the feedback comes in. And so, you know, a year ago, two years ago, he was talking about walking out to the duck marsh and you now mind you, he's not like sprinting, but you know, he's like, it's so easy. And all these guys are behind him lagging behind. And at that point he was, you know, 48, 49 years of age. And he's like, this is easy. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Cause that was a duck club. If you've ever hunted public land duck hunting, you know, that is very, very physical in its sense. So, okay, check that box. Then he goes out to New Mexico and he comes back and he's like, Jeremy, I was in better shape than my guide. <laughs> Let's check that box. Okay. Here's what we did for, for him. And then from a whitetail perspective, see the whitetail stuff is so interesting for me. And it's actually kind of got me thinking about how I want to do some reprogramming or even, even with, with, with marketing, because I would argue that right now is the hardest time for whitetail hunters because we're hanging stands we're cutting brush. We're putting in food plots. The, the, the most physical aspect of the whitetail, aside from if you kill one and you drag it out of the woods, is what you're doing in the summertime. Then you have heat, get acclimatized to that. So, I mean, there are nuances to that. So, I think, you know, what, what we find is helping an individual, I wouldn't say so much find value in it, but kind of like you talked about earlier, when you see Cameron Haynes, there's Cameron Haynes. And then there's a conversation of, well, I can't be that. And I was like, I can't be that. You can't be that. No right. one can be Cam Haynes. That's, that's a one percenter guy right there. So let's not worry about what he's doing. Let's worry about what, what you're doing over exactly. here. Yep. And then once they start to see that value, 
you know, I've, I've always told this story cause it's funny and it's, it's such a, it's, I guess it's my failure, but it's also my success is my grandfather is 87 years old. And even though he shouldn't, he still goes out on solo hunts. Well, the last few years, you know, he will, he will kind of grump around the first day or so of hunting and be like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so out of breath. I'm this and that by day four, he's like, I feel great. And I'm like, that's it. Movement, my friend, movement is your, is your friend and it will keep you going. So, you know, all these things, Jeremy, that I'm talking about between my client and then with, with what we're doing here, with my, even like the, the stuff with my grandfather. Now, when I say failure, then he goes back down and he sits on his tail until the next hunting <laughs> season rolls around. So it's, he doesn't grasp that concept that movement is good all the time, but it really kind of opens my eyes in terms of what we're doing. So selling that value and getting people to think about it, because again, you know, for so long, especially in, in Midwest whitetail, I'll just stroll out to my stand and climb it and, and go, well, maybe, and maybe you'll have a, potentially a heart attack dragging that deer out. Or I know guys that are so out of shape right now with heart issues, they can't climb a tree stand. And all of a sudden what's happening is the thing that they love to do is slowly being eroded to where they can't do it anymore and they give up. And I, I could not think of a worse thing in this world than to not be able to at least get out. I told my grandfather last year, I was like, dude, we've got ground blinds. I really don't want you trying to climb into a tree anymore. We've got ground blinds. We'll get you up there. Keep hunting. And, uh, my God, he does, you know? So, um, it's, it's the messaging that this is, it it may not be for everybody, but it should be for everybody. Now we just have to find what's going to work for you. Tap into your, your why. And, you know, even these guys, I'm sorry, I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole. Even these guys, my favorite, and if Dimitri is a physical therapist, he may he may appreciate this. I love it when a guy comes to me and says, I can't pull back my bow anymore. Well, why? Well, I've got rotator cuff injury. What are you doing for it? Nothing. Well, let's work on that. Yeah. Let's see if we can. Because me personally, two years ago, I couldn't throw a baseball. I mean, I thought it was it was over and done. And with the right physical therapy and the right mentality and the right training, you know, I was still coaching baseball and, and, you know, doing everything that I need to do with, with my athletes. It, it's possible. I think sometimes people say my knee's bad, my back is bad, my shoulder's bad, and they just give it up. And I'm like, no, man, no. Yeah, to make the we, excuse. Yeah, they find the we, excuse. And that's, yeah. you know, that's the thing that it, in, in, in life, obviously, you know, we're, this is a outdoor hunting podcast, but it's about that in right. life. And, you know, everybody tries to find that excuse. So I, I can't, you know, shoot that type of deer they're deer not here well guess what it you know there may not be that type of caliber deer all over the place but i'm mm-hmm. there could be an opportunity like dimitri and i always laugh just because where we hunt it's it's heavily populated there's lots of public yeah. land and it's a lot of uh uh opportunities for a lot of people so you know there are big deer but there's they're hard to come by you know sure I mean? sure and yeah. you, you got to really work which is awesome and it's part of the chase and why we love it but i love what you said jeremy about moving and that's dimitri and i last year went on our first western hunt and wow. dimitri has obviously fitness background we were both saying how right now other programs out there and you know do this and do that and like you were saying you know deadlifts and stuff and i mm-hmm. re- remember for him like all summer all he did was just put a pack on and go out there and do stuff like just yeah. 
walked, like hiked with his family. We went on hikes. We did things. And even for me, I hate doing cardio. Like I'd, I'd rather go sprint, dudes, give me sprints to do. I'll, I'll do sprints all day long. But if you say, Hey, Jeremy, go run, you know, try to get a three miler today. I'll, Oh right. man, I'm, I'm cursing you in, in that inside my head, <laughs> you know, but, um, I like doing the fast, quick movements. That was my training. And even now, like for me getting ready for the whitetail season, I know being a mobile hunter, I like, you know, I'm carrying stuff on my back. I like getting up and down trees. If I have to get down in a tree, I want to be able to do it efficiently as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So I want to have not only the strength to get up and down quickly, but the endurance to do it and to get up on these hills and ridges and mountains that I want to hunt. So yeah, I, I am going out hiking a little bit more and doing different types of cardio and it is important. And it's whatever you're doing, no matter if it's like you were saying, Jeremy, about baseball, like you went and did the correct physical therapy and did <clears throat> the right training that you needed to do to get back. And it now it's back to, you could throw batting practice again if you yeah, did. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the key people. It's definitely focus on what you need to accomplish. Like if you are having, like you said too earlier about the individual struggling to pull back his bow, you know, Mm -hmm. that individual or you need a plan that's going to help you get back to where not only you're able to maintain that strength, but also improve it and get better. Where if you are able to draw back, say 55 pounds and your goal is 65 pounds, Mm -hmm. you got to do what you got to do in order to get there. And that's, you know, rest key is, is obviously a part of that, but the right exercises, hitting, targeting those specific muscles is what you got to do. Absolutely. You know, that's awesome. I love, and I, I saw it too, like on your website about having those different programs that, that you have, mm-hmm. you know, you could, I, I do want you to, cause it, it, it's yours and I do want you to plug it because you know, what kind of programs do you offer? I know, like you said, you obviously you have online and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff, but what are some of the, the things that say, like myself from Pennsylvania could possibly get into. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I, you know, we, when we set this out, we knew we wanted to develop, you know, service offerings that could cover the gambit because I know how much a guided elk hunt in New Mexico costs. And I know how much it costs to go out and hunt a Turkey, you know, and those are two very wide, wide ranges right there. So our DIY programs, Right now we have, and they're right now they're six week. We will, we're working on the, the evolution to that soon, but man, those are 20 bucks. And what's going to come with, uh, is, um, an A and a B workout that's strength interval based videos are linked to it. You know, um, we, I had a call yesterday with a guy who, you know, Hey, can you walk me through this? Yeah, man, we'll walk you through it. You know, it's just 20 bucks, but I want you happy and I want yeah. you to get the most out of this. So give me a call. But we have them broken down into what we call our base conditioning. We have a back country. We have a, uh, we call it the Drake. So that's our duck hunters. We have a strutter and then we have an archery power. So all of those right there are designed and we've got a few more in the works. One being just more of a body weight band type, because especially with COVID, we recognize that a lot of these people are wanting to do stuff in their home and they don't have a lot of equipment. So here's a, here's a body weight band exercise routine that you go. So anyway, what I would say is if someone is brand new to fitness, the reason we have a base conditioning is just that it's designed to go through what I would call your basic movement patterns. You know, you're pressing, you're rowing, pulling, uh, core leg dominant with a little bit of, uh, uh bilateral, you know, your split squats or things of that nature. And by far, it is not the, what I would call the, the most glamorous, but it's what we need you to do 
in order to get to the next phase, which would be something where now we're doing stuff that's more hunt specific. Um, at the end of the day, if someone walked up to me and said, I've got six weeks to go, what do I do? And I'm doing nothing. Stay away from the back country. Cause that is arguably our hardest one. Start with base conditioning. Cause even though it's basic, if you get five, six, seven, 8% better than what you are today, you're going to have a better experience on the mountain. So when people come in, they're like, what should I do? If they're doing nothing, we go that route. And then we will kind of consult along the way. Our, our, personalized, customized package, however you want to go that route, that takes a little bit more into the weeds. So that's where we're going to sit down with somebody, you know, more than likely via phone or Zoom or Google Meet, and we're going to really get an idea of what it is that they're doing, if they have a gym, if they don't have a gym, what, you know, and we create a personalized program that could include pre-rehabilitation. It could include all kinds of things. I've got a uh, military veteran out in California right now, Nice, and uh, he just... He just uh, ordered one of those and he's gone through a lot of medical issues, but um, you know, they don't hunt in tree stands out there. So he's going to have to hike and he's going to have to do this. So we customized the program for him based on body weight bands and what, and, and again, we work with this physical therapist and his doctor, you know, Hey, what can he do? What can't he do? Okay. Let's work together on, cause he's going to go deer hunting. Yep. You need to understand that he's going to go. So here's what we're going to do. So that's kind of our customized program. And then our remote program, I mean, that's what, like I said, the Cadillac, that's your exercise program, that's your nutritional counseling, that's goal setting, that's online or Facebook accountability group. We do unlimited text email support, and then we have a weekly accountability call because what I found with that is that sometimes we just have to talk through things. And there's calls that we'll have on a weekly basis, but we may not even talk about uh fitness. I mean, I've had conversations with people about jobs, setting goals yep. or targets that apply to fitness, but also could apply. To, and next thing you know, she called me, she's like, I got that promotion. I'm like, well, I'll be darned. Look at that. You know, yeah. here we are trying to get you fit to go out and kill a moose, but in the same vein, you just got a promotion out of this gig. So that's where the coaching aspect goes. And in, in St. Louis, we still do your traditional one-on-one -on -one or small group training, but we knew when we started this program, that it had to be online based because while there's a lot of hunters in St. Louis, if we were going to eventually grow this to the point that maybe we don't have day jobs anymore. And now this is what we do full time. It was going to have to expand beyond just St. Louis, Missouri, because there's only so many enough hours in the day to train clients. It had to take on a different realm. And that's where, you know, again, we have various partners that we work with and things like that, that, that we feel, are very well aligned to our value system. And um, it's a pretty nice marriage because we're, we're able to kind of synergistically in what we do, um, whether it's through our hunting or fitness or just life, um, you know, build that brand and their brand. And it's just, it's been kind of a blessing because I, <laughs> I started this too back up because I worked in corporate America and I know what corporate America feels like. And, and, and all the things that I told you in the beginning, this was also my fun business. This was the business where I was in complete control and I could express my values and I could express, you know, the things that were important to me. Right. And I know a lot of other people out there but that you can't do anymore. And so in doing this, you know, I told you earlier, yeah, you know, it's a business and we'd like to sell this and we'd like to do that and we'd like to make it big. But believe me, the community that we're growing 
there's nothing that, that makes me happier than to see a post with a t-shirt or something like that on man if you don't do anything else but you you know maybe you go do crossfit somewhere and you don't even sniff our programming but you like what we've done or we've given you some type of a a mindset or a thought or nutrition tip that helps you get to the next level and you want to wear a hat dude that makes me happy as all get out because that means that we that you dug what we did enough to to plunk down 20 bucks for a hat or whatever they're, I don't even know right. what they're at on the website anymore, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's fun. Yeah. It is time for this week's Vortex Nation highlight. For some, hunting season is just a few weeks away. Make sure your body is ready for the stress you're about to put it through during those hunts. One area that I wanted to focus on for bow hunters are the scapula stabilizers. These stabilizers provide your strength, stability to the shoulder joint complex. Let's keep things simple and complete this little warm up before you head out to shoot your bow today after work. The workout is band pull-aparts. You're gonna do three sets for 15 to 20 reps. Stand holding a long band with both hands, palms facing each other, about shoulder width apart. There should be no tension in that band and pull that band apart with both arms to side as wide as possible, keeping them about shoulder height. Slowly allow your arms to come back together, controlling the pull of the band until hands return to that starting position. Repeat this, like I said, 15 to 20 times for three sets. You said the magic word there, goals, because this is about the time where I sit down and I start writing out what are my goals for the upcoming hunting season and school mm-hmm. year and all that type of stuff. And that's what I, I really enjoy doing that because there's things where I'll whip out the ones from last year and say, well, I didn't accomplish that. And I right. forgot about it because I didn't revisit that goal. For me, I made it a point for this year in my head already. I'm Once I write these goals down, I'm taping that sucker to the wall. That way <laughs> I have no ands, if buts, doubts about it. That has yeah. to, it's going to remind me that way. If I don't, if I still see a checkbox not checked off, right. you know, it's going to bother me. So I have to make a, make it a point to do that. How do you go about dealing with goals? And it could be, like you said, Jeremy, anything is, however you do it, your personal mm-hmm. goals and mm-hmm. the impact that it has for you and what could people really get out of it? Like what's your thought and philosophy yeah. with goals? You know, I do like using, you know, a, a defined process. So if you look like the SMART acronym, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic time frame, you know, all those things right there to where you write down a long-term and a short-term Long-term is the destination, short-term are the steps to get there. I mean, that's what I've done for 24 years. Now, that being said, I've also learned in my own evolution as a coach that not everybody is going to do things so concrete, meaning that, you know, if you were to put your your macros down in a, in an app and, you know, you want to get shredded abs, you can do that, but you're going to have to keep the data and you're going to have to look at it and you're, I know so many people, myself included, that aren't going to do that. They're just not going to take the time to do that. So what do you do for those individuals? And that's where it becomes a little more intuitive or a little more just, hey, 85% of the time, let's try to eat over here. And then 15% of the time, let's try to stay over there. And you're going to do the same things if you're eating what we're, what we're asking you to try and do. But instead of like, if it's not working, if it hasn't worked for years trying to put it in that app, well, let's do it over here. So that's one aspect to it. I think a new technique that I've recently started with my clients is, again, soliciting that feedback on a weekly basis. 
and giving them a metric. So like, for example, when you went out and shot this week, how did your arm feel? When you did this, how did you, you know, what was the experience like? Because ultimately, if you're giving me feedback on, on that, that's kind of a real-time adjustment along the way. But if you have a small metric that you can shoot for, that's even more important because you need to know on a daily basis whether you're winning or losing. Right. So one thing that I've been asking clients to tell me, and you could call it a goal, I mean, it is a goal, but I will ask them on a Sunday evening, what are your top three priorities for the week? And someone the other day said, eat, eat this, exercise this much, drink that much water. I said, no, that's great. What's your top three priorities? Okay, now I guess if that's it, that's great. But, you know, one person was like, I have a huge client meeting coming up that could change my business whatsoever. That's priority number one. Get to the gym four days and I want to do an extra activity on Sunday. Okay, now now I know. Because so as we go through this week and we're texting and we're coaching, it's like, okay, how'd the client meeting go? Because I think I got, the, I got the account. I'm like, awesome, check that box. Now, how many sessions are you in? I've got two down, four to go. Boom. And then you're going to do that walk with your wife on Sunday? Yeah, got it. We're done. By doing that and getting them thinking ahead of time, even if it's a short-term time, we're looking at my seven-day span, I'm finding that I, I still want you to do what you're doing, Jeremy. And honestly, if, if I had one here, I've got one at work, a giant dry erase board that I write stuff on all the time. Here's my goals for the quarter. Here's my goals because I, he or she who has the data wins. But not everybody is going to go to that level. So what you do writing your goals down and posting them on your mirror or on your dashboard of your car or your computer at work. I definitely want that because that's going to keep it in the forefront of your mind. Yeah. Um, I've got a upstairs, yeah. you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to show it to you, but I've got a five year plan up there that talks about here's how much I want in my 401k. I've got a 40 acre piece of property. You know, I'm wanting to upgrade or purchase more around me to turn that to an 80 acre I want this. I want that. I've got my kids 529 plans because Jack's 15, Justin's 11. We're looking at college or trade school in a couple of years. And, you know, so I have where every day I personally see what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. So when I go to work or when I'm working with a client, whether it's through my day job or fit to hunt, I'm, I'm laser focused yeah, on what it is. I like that. I, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off and I like, no, what I like about that is it, it's making me think about this where if I come in to the season and like I said, right now we're, I'll be doing a full podcast with all the guys here soon talking about uh -huh. our upcoming goals for this season. But yeah. I do want to have, I, I I'll break it down like this. We will have, I will have goals for the season, right. Mm -hmm. Or things I want to accomplish. And even in that is obviously going to be put in the time hunt, you know, hopefully, fill some tags, but even include things like make a priority to, for my daughter, make it a priority to be a, the, a good husband, like that type of yeah. stuff. But then yeah. what, how I'm going to do that is by doing those weekly check-ins, like you said, okay, Hey, looking at the weather this week, I can mm -hmm. make a, a game plan. Okay. I could possibly get out two, two times this week after school or, and on top of that is Saturday, but Sunday has to be designated to this, you know, like mm -hmm. you were saying earlier about what your clients, some of your clients tell, I think if I do it that way, where I have the, the big macro, but then within the micro, mm -hmm. like those short-term goals, you know, here's, mm -hmm. here's my long-term goals for the season, but then my short-term goals, you know, I will try to accomplish this each week. I think that will be really good for me.
Uh, I like yeah. that idea. So thank you for, for sharing that. I, you know, <laughs> it, it gets me going. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I think the key that I've learned is, is, is it really is customization because if, and that's one of the things that I'll ask a client, you know, what have you tried in the past? And as they're describing all these things, I start to, I always use the phrase hallucinate freely that maybe the reason that these things weren't working is because it goes against your strengths or the way that you think or the way that you do stuff. So maybe instead of being so structured with, you know, an app or jotting stuff down, maybe we stay a little bit looser with you with the understanding that we still need a metric or two high level that you can look at so that, you know, am I, am I, am I winning or losing along that way? Yeah. So, you know, if you can figure out you, and that's where <laughs> when someone I had this happen, it happens all the time. We're going to talk nutrition. What should I eat? And I always say, I have no idea. I, I what, do you want me to give you a, a uh, nutrition one-on-one, you know, what should I be doing for my workout? I don't know. You know what we need information. We need those goals. We need to understand. I mean, honestly, the guy I was talking to yesterday, he's six weeks away from his, from his elk hunt and he's done nothing. And so I said, okay, here's what you can expect by doing this workout during this time frame. If you, if you stay consistent, you're going to get this. I would have rather him have reached out to me in February so that we could have truly built the base. We could have gone this direction. And, and then by that time, it's almost, you know, to steal a, a, a training principle from athletic performance. I want you peaking on the day of your first, right. when you step out of the truck or off that mule or wherever you're going to, I want you to be peaking on that day, not trying to figure out what's going to happen four to six weeks prior to, I'll get what I can get out of you, but in the, and that's another oh, yeah. goal setting approach. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's huge. It goes into, like you said earlier, it, it plays into your life. It plays into your, what, everything you're doing in your life. It's not just the hunting aspect. It's not just your physical aspect, but mentally all that stuff. So I think it is important and I'm glad that we had a chance. I'm, like I said, I, people right. like yourself, I know you deal with goals 24 seven, like you said, for the last 24 years, this is something that you've been doing mm -hmm. on the daily. And I like just hearing and learning about that because I teach it in class and I know it drives some of my students crazy. Uh, but, <laughs> but at the same time there, it's really important because I mean, it's funny. We do all these activities like set your goals. Like you said, the smart acronym and, you know, be as specific as possible. And they're like, I want to, you know, run a mile. It's like, no, come on. You no. know what I mean? Like, you know, so I break it down and we, we yep. do all that stuff. Yep. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. And then we, yeah. I want you, let's, let's talk a little bit about hunting just because I know, uh, I, you had me really intrigued about what you got going on and, you know, in the grand scheme of things, Jeremy, what, what is your hunting style? I guess I could ask you. And then what, mm -hmm. what do you normally, what does your typical year look like and what do you have going on for that this year? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So I, I was brought up primarily with just rifle hunting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was one of those things where it was, uh, in Missouri, that's the orange army coming out. That is the, the grand holiday, if you will. So I didn't get into archery hunting until probably early to mid thirties. Okay. And I will still say I'm, I'm an awful, I'm awful at it. And it's not that I'm awful, I guess it's more along the lines of, um, I like to hunt. So whether it's bow or whether it's rifle or whether it's muzzle loader, I don't care. I, I don't discriminate. 
So what it looks like for me is that, and now, now that I have, my sons are old enough to go and, and Jack has got, you know, his compound that he, he set a goal. I mean, he wants to, he wants to get a deer with his bow this year. It, it is everything from when we go down to visit my parents in Southeast Missouri, you know, we'll take the bows along and, and, you know, afternoons, mornings, we're in trees down there. Um, here in St. Louis suburbs, we have an awful problem with suburban deer. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, you know, we have a few spots. It's kind of weird because when you're hunting next to swing sets and whatnot, it's, it's such a, a guy's over here blowing leaf blowers and you're like, there's never going to be a deer come out. And next thing you know, seven deer come walking right down. <laughs> it is the weirdest Nick, Nick, Nick loves suburban. He's, he's killed some monsters in uh, in some of the suburbs back here. So I do that. And then I also own a 40 acre uh, patch of land up in Northern Missouri that I picked up a couple of years ago. And uh, last year, uh, people always ask how big he was. I don't know. I can show you a picture. He's, he was by far the biggest thing I've ever taken down. And that was uh, so enjoyable because that's just been a labor of love because that property was just fallow when, when I purchased it. And over the last, uh, uh, I guess I'll own it two years in October, um, you know, we've taken these fallow fields from, you know, five foot weeds to just, you know, eight inches of clover, you know, right across the board. We put in log trails. We've done trapping because I loved, I love turkey hunting probably more than anything in this world. And uh, the birds in Missouri have been very few and far between. So improving the habitat, getting rid of some predators. Um, I find I draw a lot of parallels between making improvements to that farm and fitness wellness because they really run very similar. I mean, in terms of, so, so day one, I don't think, it, I don't think it was hunt number one. I think it was the second or third time I hunted, hunted that farm. You know, there was no, there was nothing on there, but just brushing weeds, you know, timber brushing weeds. And I go sit in a stand and five minutes after I sit in a stand, a shooter comes walking out within about 25, 30 yards. And I was never able to draw on him, but it was there. That was, I was like, oh man, we're in it. Once the rut subsided, there was not a deer to be found. And that's where the light bulb went off. There was no food. All the crops had been picked. The CRP fields around us were just CRP fields. There was nothing there and the deer had moved off. So that's when the project started, which was converting these fallow fields. I worked with the Department of Conservation on a cost share program and we took out an acre of woods up on a ridge top and created an in the woods food plot up there, which is where we harvest. My son harvested his first deer out of it this year. And then, uh, you know, everything from seeding log roads with clover and ryegrass to, you know, planning out the, the, the access, creating trails so that, you know, you're trying to limit the amount of, it actually got pretty boring hunting because if it was a North wind, we went here. If it was a South wind, we went here. And, but, but doing all the things that you're supposed to do in order to, to tag mature, mature whitetail. Um, this year I intend to bow hunt that a lot more because I purposely was saving that for, for youth season. I like to try to stack the deck for the kids. So we weren't doing a lot of, you know, hunting the perimeters, staying back. And then when it came time for, for there, cause at this point in my life, I've killed a lot of deer, you know, I was blessed enough to kill a really good deer last year. And it's more fun watching my wife and kids tag at this point than it is, uh, than myself. Don't get, I do me wrong. I still <laughs> want to tag deer, yep. but you know, to watch Jack kill, he killed a, a three-year-old last year and we never score him. I, I never, but 
by golly, it was a big deer for, for Southeast Missouri. And, uh, it was such a cool story because he didn't miss it during archery season, but it came into 15 yards two weeks prior to that. And he, we couldn't get a shot off on him. And I got the film, I got the video footage of it. And then he misses an absolute giant in Northern Missouri on opening day. And the kid was about as low as low gets. We go back down and lo and behold, this buck comes back in the second weekend of Missouri rifle season and he drills it. And as we started to, to look at the, the rack and whatnot, I said, Jack, that's, that's that buck that came through two weeks prior to. So we called him the redemption buck. And it was, it was a great story because I mean, I didn't want to oversell this to him or I actually oversell that's the right word. I downplayed it, but that deer he missed up in North Missouri it was probably a 170 inch buck. And he just, I don't think he even looked through the scope. He just pulled that thing up and let it rip. And, and, and to see him fight through that, but again, Hey, the parallels of what we're doing up there or here or whatnot, I mean, it's life. And yeah. that's ultimately what we're trying to do through fit to hunt is to help people do better in life. How, how did you go about helping him work through that? Just because, I mean, it doesn't matter what age you, you are at. If, when you, uh-huh. when you want something so bad and when you have those opportunities and sometimes it just doesn't go your way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and how, how do you go about, what did you do to, to help him through that? Well, you know, you're, you're always going to go through the standard, Hey, everybody misses yep. this and that, but we, you know, we kind of, we kind of walked through the process and that's when I realized that he didn't really have it in the scope. He just, he, he was, it happened so fast and it was on, it was about 120 yard shot. So we're on the other end of a, of a, of a clover brassica field and, you know, hindsight 2020, that deer had come off a log road and he would have gone into the field and offered a better shot, but Jack rushed it. So we went back that afternoon and two does come out. So my intent the whole day was I was not going, he was going to be the shooter, but I had my rifle with me. And so he said, uh, I said, you want to shoot one of those does? No, I want a buck. I said, you got a tag. I want a buck. I said, okay, well, if you don't care, I'm going to shoot one of these does. So we're in this blind. I put the, I've got a 270. I put it up on the, uh, on the shooting stick. And, uh, the deer is about 125 yards and he goes, it's bright. So I shoot it. And I said, wait. And so these two little does kind of start working through the middle of the field. And now they're about 75 yards. And he goes, take them, take them. I said, wait. So these deer walk into about 30 yards. And I said, okay, that's good enough. And I dropped it in. I dropped it. She just dropped. And I didn't say a word. He looks over at me and he goes, I get it. And I said, patience, just just wait. And so, you know, over the next few weeks, uh, he wrestled. So he had, you know, wrestling practice and whatnot. And so when we got back into the, the tree stand down at my dad's, you know, there were several deer that came through. There was a, a fork buck that had come through or whatnot. And I think he's 15, you know, what 15 feels like you're in the killing phase of 15. Oh, yeah. You just want, you just want something down, mm-hmm. but he showed immense patience because he knew there were two or three deer still down there that were, you know, they weren't, you're not going to go to a Pope and young or, or Boone. And these weren't, these weren't t- that type of deer before a 14, 15 year old boy. It was by far better than anything I've ever killed at 15 oh, yeah. years of age. And, um, it came out just perfect. And the deer comes off, you know, comes off the ridge, walks down through the tree line. We had him set up and he, Jack's got a, 
a little 243 and he just drilled him and the, the buck ran about, I don't know, 35, 40 yards. We actually thought we missed him because the buck was standing there and all of a sudden he just goes and just plopped right over. And I was like, there you go. So it was a good story. Um, I felt bad for him, but I think the key, much like anything in this life is, you know, bad stuff's going to happen. And, 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 and we were able to, to help him in the moment and also, you know, later that day and then continue to coach. He missed a turkey this year. All right. Um, 25 yards. And I mean, the kid, if you said strike one, strike two, the kid had like five strikes this year. It was just an awful turkey season <laughs> for him. But, you know, for as awful as that was, because that one really upset him because he's killed deer. He wanted a turkey badly. We went back to the house. I, you know, took a plastic coffee bucket and stuck it on a stick and walked off about 30 yards because the bird was at 25. And I said, shoot that bucket. And he drilled it. And I said, what didn't you do? And he goes, I didn't even have a gun up on my shoulder. And I said, you cowboyed it. And I said, you probably shot over its head because the way the bird reacted. And he just didn't have the wherewithal to, to get back on it. Now, I'll tell you that story to tell you this. He had more close calls this year in terms of being able to stalk, get in range, do stuff. He's just inexperienced. And that's, again, my goodness, I keep saying it, but the parallels to life are just like that. My first turkey was a Jake. I sat down, it walked in front of me, I shot it. Sounds great. I didn't kill another bird for another five years because I knew nothing. He already has more woodsmanship skills. He just has to learn a little more patience and, you know, not to freak out when, you know, yeah. a bird's coming in and make sure you do everything right. But I love it because even though it did not end the way he wanted it to, He's right alongside of me up there doing habitat improvements. He's right alongside of me learning. He's right, you know, drove my wife nuts running box calls and mouth calls for, you know, a week and a half, two yeah. weeks, three weeks, for whatever it was, you know, however long season went. I mean, it's all day long. He's in his bedroom just, and, but I love it because. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you, I wish I could articulate it better, but no, it's, man, I it's, know exactly uh, what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. That's what's yeah. funny is about, you know, for whitetail, for us, at least for me, you know, I, we don't really have the opportunity to hunt crop fields or anything like mm -hmm. that. So, you know, we're, we're getting in the thick stuff. So most of the time the deer just come right out of nowhere. And right. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Obviously there's time I prefer when they do that because then it's for me, I'm focusing on, okay, where's my shot opportunity? Let's get set up for that opportunity. And it's not necessarily watching this deer walk 400 yards from this field into me right? and getting right. all nervous and like, holy mm -hmm. crap, you know what I mean? Like he is big. Mm -hmm. And I feel like too, you know, for Turkey, it's the opposite. Like you were saying, like, you know, yeah. when a Turkey's yeah. there, cause he's gobbling now, obviously you're, he, he might be down on the ridge and he's coming up and when he pokes his head up, you know, uh, right, it, right. you, you got to find them. But for the most part, you know, when those suckers are coming in because they're letting you know that and they're letting you know that they're letting yeah. you know that. So it, man, it's tough. And, uh, I could see why, you know, as a young kid, I, I, I kind of went through that same thing with my dad chasing turkeys too. It was the total opposite. <laughs> I just remember he, him telling me it's so going to be okay. Just settle down. Like when, when they come in, just remember your cues and, and, yep. I, and heck man, that happens to me that, you know, maybe five years ago with, with buck fever. I just, I, after, yeah. after two years in a row where I missed two nice deer, like bucks, I just said, okay, we got to break you down, Jer. And I, yeah. in the summer I, I went up in the stands and I was constantly 
practicing from how I hunt and go through the the motions, go through what is exactly I need to do. Neck that's yeah. that next fall I had had a great opportunity on a buck and I didn't care what was going on except my steps in my head, right. breaking it down. And it was just mm-hmm. like shooting out of the target and then boom, it happened and it was all good. And so I, I man, that's it's awesome to hear that you got two two boys going after it to take you uh out there and and do all that stuff and teach them the ropes. And like you said, though, the importance of getting out there and experiencing in the woods is the number one thing. And I'm that sounds pretty awesome. And uh, I'm excited. My daughter's seven, so I could take her out yeah. for the first time this year. And she has her own tag. So I'm excited for that as well. And uh, take her with my dad, who my dad actually just got two knees done. So he's he's ready to eager to get going and get after it because that was something for him. The last couple of years have been really difficult. He hasn't been able to be as mobile as he likes to be sure. during archery. And so now he's, he's all jacked up. He can't wait. He's feeling good. Knees are in good shape right now. And so I'm, I'm excited for him. And you know, now I could bring Nora along too with that. It's kind of like rejuvenated him a little bit too. So, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome stuff. All right, Jeremy. Well, we're, we're kind of at that, that time, man. I, I appreciate you so much for coming on, sharing your wisdom and, and what sharing too, what fit the hunts about. And it's just like what your, again, your philosophy is, especially too with working out with uh goal mentality, having your own property. And, um, you know, what, what do you have, uh, to do left for this upcoming season on that property before we get off? Well, I'll tell you, that's, that's, that's the fun aspect. I need to hang two more stands. Okay. And then we had a, we had a small high yield plot that I had kind of expanded. So I'm going to spray that and, and, uh, throw a little seed on the ground and then, and it's ready to go. So we'll, we'll do a few little other things, like maybe some ground. I don't, I don't like putting ground blinds up until closer to, cause usually they end up with wasp nests all through them at oh, this yeah. point in time. So, you know, little things like that. But other than that, man, it's, uh, we were down in Southeast Missouri last week doing the exact same thing, getting yeah. that plot ready and whatnot. So now, now we can, uh, I'm going trout fishing tomorrow. Nice. So, you know, now, now we're just going to kick back and, and, and just enjoy life for a little bit until uh, it's time to go. That's exciting. Yeah. But we have yeah, this, yeah. this Sunday, I'll be meeting uh, my buddy, Jim. We're going to be going huh. back, back at home where I usually hunt in Northeast Pennsylvania. When I do go home for a couple of days during the hunting season where I hunt with my dad and my, my dad, like I said, just got a second knee. So he's out of commission here for the next couple of weeks, but Jim's going to come up and be a little extra manpower for me. So kind of, yep. I've been getting ready for that because I told him, I said, <laughs> we're, we'll be hiking up some mountain and with some, yeah. uh, some filled packs and everything like that, just to put some trail cameras out and all that stuff. So, uh, I'm excited for that. Get a chance to do Good. that and get back at home. And, uh, it's not, we run cameras there pretty, pretty late. And then we pull them probably like mid, like mid, around May, uh, uh-huh. and I usually want, usually try to go beginning of July, but you know, with family and everything else going on in the summer, I was like, ah, well, we still got plenty of time to get up there. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a big mountain. So it's funny because I usually don't catch deer on camera till September anyway, just because right. of like where we hunt and what's kind of the fields that are neighboring and all that type of stuff. It's, we just got to find where those doe bed, man. And once the, we yep. do that, the rut's fun and. Uh, you could usually catch a hammer sleepwalking around somewhere up there. So yeah, yeah, it's well, nice. good luck, man. That's awesome. No, uh, I appreciate it, man. All right, Jeremy. Well, where could people find uh, more about Fit to Hunt and where uh, they could find all your stuff at? Yeah, so uh, Instagram is just Fit to Hunt official, and I think if you go there, you're going to get a real good idea of uh, 
a lot of what we do in our bio. We've got a pretty nifty little link tree that takes to a lot of the stuff we do. But if you just want to go straight to the website, it's just stayfittohunt.com. You know, S stay F I T T O, not a number F I T T O H U N T.com. And, um, you know, we, we love just talking to people. So shoot us a message, message us, ask a couple questions. And, uh, if nothing else, give us a follow and, and just take in what we do. Awesome, man. Good, good work. And, and best of luck to you this upcoming season to you and the boys and the family. All right, everybody check out Thank Jeremy and, and everything with his fit to hunt. Awesome stuff till next time. Antler up. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up podcast. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for coming on. Check out Fit to Hunt. Also, thank you so much for checking us out. Be sure to head on over to antlerupoutdoors.com. Check out our Facebook page, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next time, Antler Up.